Good morning, everybody. I hope we all had an amazing weekend, and I hope we're all having a great start to our Tuesday today. Now, I looked at the grades from the unit test, and I have to say I'm very happy with the grades that I got back from everybody and the amount of work that everyone has been completing. I'm very proud of each and every one of you, and I hope that everything is going as best as it can go at home. I know this is a troubling time, Try and turn off the news every now and then so you're not caught up in all the negative in the world. Take time for yourself. But let me make some quick announcements. So next week, starting April 6th through April 10th, that's Monday through Friday, that is your spring break. A lot of us have asked me whether or not I'll be giving work over spring break. I think I may have mentioned this in my actual classroom that when I was a student, I hated having work over spring break. And especially during today's climate, there's no way I'm going to be giving you work over spring break. So rest assured, your spring break is your time to relax, unwind, try and enjoy life as best as you can right now. I know we're all struggling to do that. But we are finished with Unit 4. We're moving on to Unit 5, and Unit 5 is focusing on medieval Europe. So we're going to be going back across the Atlantic Ocean. We're going back into Europe. We're going to be focusing on the kingdoms and the empires around Europe after the fall of the Roman Empire. So what I want us to do right now is make sure you have the PowerPoint open because I'm going directly from the PowerPoint. We're just going to be going over the notes. Make sure you have the overview of the Middle Ages PowerPoint open and also an overview of the Middle Ages Google Doc, which is your notes worksheet. So, an overview of the Middle Ages. Basically, the definition of the Middle Ages is the period of European history from the fall of the Roman Empire in the West, that was around the 5th century, 476 CE or AD, to the fall of Constantinople, which was in 1453. And we're going to talk a little bit about the fall of the Roman Empire, all the way to the fall of Constantinople, and just how important those two periods were, those two events were, to the Middle Ages. Now, the periods of the Middle Ages are separated into three distinct areas. The Early Middle Ages, the High Middle Ages, which is what everyone really thinks about and what they visualize in their mind when they, see the middle, when they hear the word Middle Ages, and then the Late Middle Ages. And other names that the Middle Ages go by, the medieval period. Some of us may have heard or been to medieval times. It's kind of similar. Not really that similar. But medieval times takes a lot of the cultural references from Middle Ages and makes it into their own. It makes it their own. So I am clicking off this. Remember, as we're taking notes, you can pause this podcast at any time to... Make sure you type everything out. You can rewind. So I'm moving on. I click once. We are at the early Middle Ages. Now, the dates for the early Middle Ages are from 476, that was the fall of the Roman Empire, to around 1000 CE or Common Era. And it begins with the fall of Rome. Now, if we look at the map at the very bottom of this PowerPoint, you'll see that the two colors, there's the very, the brighter orangey yellow and the purple, they're kind of connected. 
around the Mediterranean. That was the extent of the Roman Empire, all the way from Spain to the west, from on the left-hand side, all the way to around where the Black Sea is, on the east side, or on the right. That was the extent of the Roman Empire. And when it fell, it split into two sections. It split into the eastern Roman Empire, or what they would call the Byzantine Empire. And then it split into the western side, or the Holy Roman Empire. We went over the Byzantine Empire in the beginning of the year. We focused on Justinian and the Justinian Plague and his laws and rule. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about the Western side, the Holy Roman Empire, because that is dealing directly with the early Middle Ages. Now this period from 476 to 1000 is sometimes called the Dark Ages. And the Dark Ages has a very negative connotation or a very negative um, feel to it. When you think of Dark Ages, we're not thinking, oh, this is a happy time. Everyone's loving life. There's white picket fences and everyone is having a grand old time. No, the Dark Ages, you think of disease, death, warfare, everything negative that could happen. But in reality, it wasn't as dark as the name Dark Ages makes it seem. It's just that compared to the um, high Middle Ages, it's just not as good. The High Middle Ages were a time of prosperity and success. If you look on the right-hand side of the PowerPoint, you'll see this picture. You see on the left you have the king, and he's basically commanding his troops to go out and conquer. And that was the state of affairs during the early Middle Ages, where you had kings warring against one another, to see who can gain land and who can gain power. Now, let's focus on the personalities. I went to the next one, next page. I mentioned earlier Justinian I. He was the emperor of the Byzantine Empire after the fall of the Roman Empire and the split. We have Charlemagne, also sometimes referred to as Charles the Great. Sometimes Charlemagne is considered the first Holy Roman Emperor. He united much of Europe, and he promoted learning. Let's go through each one of these points very quickly. Consider the first Holy Roman Emperor. Now, we know what a Roman Emperor is. We think of Julius Caesar, Augustus, maybe even Marcus Aurelius, if we've seen the movie Gladiator. But Holy Roman Empire, Emperor. The Holy makes it seem very religious. And it was at this time where Christianity started to take over in Europe. And Charlemagne helped in the spread of Christianity throughout Europe. And it was by doing this, he united much of Europe. Everyone was united on a political scale. Everyone had very similar politics. And then also the religious side. Everyone was united and related through religion and through politics. And when everyone's united, it's a lot easier to achieve goals. And one of the goals that Charlemagne had was to promote learning and education. So there was a rise of education and learning and this philosophy of learning during the early Middle Ages that continued throughout the Middle Ages as well. And our final personality from the early Middle Ages is Alfred the Great. He's considered by some the first king of all of England meaning he united the smaller kingdoms of England, and he united all of them and was able to rule over all of them. And he successfully defended England 
from Viking invasions. So we're getting into the point where a lot of different cultures are going to be coming into play, coming into the story, and we're going to have to speak a little bit about each one of them. All right, I'm on to the next slide. Let's talk about the major events from the early Middle Ages. We have the Vikings attacking Europe, specifically England and France. The Vikings come from the north, from Scandinavia, which is like Norway, even from um, Iceland and Sweden and just the northern European area. They start to come into England, France, even as far south as Russia and towards Greece as well. The Vikings are able to attack and raid all of these places, and they don't have this elaborate government set up. They just go into places, they're trying to get money, and they're trying to get land. So they're just trying to exploit the people that they're conquering. Next event is the rapid expansion of Islam in northern Africa and Spain. If we look at this map, the spread of Islam, you see on the right-hand side or the eastern side, that's where it's really spreading from. The bright orange, where it says Arabia, Medina, and Mecca, they are two huge locations in the Islamic faith. And you see all arrows are spreading from there. So we're going to see during the early Middle Ages this spread of religion, not only Christianity, but also of Islam. And then we get to the next part. Christianity spreads throughout Europe. Christianity spreads directly from the remnants or the remains of the Roman Empire. And the people became a much more powerful... They have a more powerful political leader. So the... Politics of the day start to evolve, where it starts to also include religion, and you have a bunch of different kingdoms and powers, or powerful nations, arriving in Europe, where everyone has to mingle and talk amongst one another. So you have more powerful political leaders coming to the stage. So we're going to leave the early Middle Ages now, and we're at the high Middle Ages. And this is the form of Middle Ages where a lot of us think about, when we think about the Middle Ages. This is when we think about the Crusades. This is when we're thinking about the castles and the forts and maybe some major battles as well. And those dates are from 1000 CE or Common Era to about 1300 CE. Remember, when we're doing these dates, this is just a very overview it's a generalization. We're not getting specific dates because it's hard to pinpoint an exact moment or an exact day where things started to change. But it's in these 300 years where we have the high Middle Ages. There's a lot of focus on education. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of warfare. The Crusades, almost all the Crusades happen within these 300 years. And these Crusades, we'll talk about it, they still affect how we view the world and how the world affects each other today. Now let's focus about the main personalities from the High Middle Ages. I'm on the next slide right now. First is we have Richard I. He was the King of England. You'll also refer, hear him referred to as Richard the Lionheart. He earned a reputation as a fierce military leader and warrior. You can get why he was nicknamed the Lionheart. He was one of the prominent figures in the Third Crusade. 
arguably the most popular, I, you can't see me, but I'm putting popular in quotes right now, the most popular of the Crusades. Next we have John, King of England, and he signed the Magna Carta. We're going to go over the Magna Carta in much more detail because it's a very important political document in the entire world. It clearly defined the rights and limitations of a king over his people. And then finally we have Marco Polo. Now some of us have definitely played the game while we're in swimming in the pool. Marco Polo, you're trying to find somebody while your eyes are closed. And he was an Italian explorer who traveled to China and documented his experiences. And he traveled to China in the late 13th century, the 1200s. Now, he didn't have a car, he didn't have a plane, he didn't have a train. He had a horse and his feet, but he largely traveled by feet. So he was walking everywhere, he traveled on a caravan and horses at some point. But a lot of times he was just walking around, taking in his environment and learning about the world. And it's because of Marco Polo that we actually know so much about China and Asia and the Arab countries during this time period. Now let's talk about the major events. Uh, I can't speak today. Let me try it again. Let's talk about the major events in the High Middle Ages. We have the early Crusades, specifically numbers one through three. The Crusades are numbered the first, second, third, fourth. There's the Children's Crusade. But numbers one through three are really in this High Middle Ages era. And those are the not most important, but the most talked about crusades. We have the signing of the Magna Carta in 1215 by King John. We have different universities established. We have this idea of learning. The philosophy of education is so prominent in the High Middle Ages that you have specific centers or buildings or universities established to teach young people to then better the future. We have the building of stone castles and cathedrals. When you have more money and more people who are willing to work for you, you have the ability to build such castles and cathedrals that still stand today. The idea of feudalism. Think back to when we were talking about Japan earlier in the year. Their idea of a feudalistic society. It's extremely similar to the European feudalistic society. And then the Catholic Church splitting in two, also known as the Great Schism. That's how you pronounce that word on the map, S-C-H-I-S-M, schism. So the Catholic Church splits into two. And the Catholic Church and politics were so infused with one another at this time that you couldn't have one without the other. So we're leaving the High Middle Ages right now, and we're getting to the Late Middle Ages. Now, this is a shorter period of time, only from 1300 CE about, to around 1500 CE. And it was a period of transition from the medieval world to the modern one. If you look at the date 1500 CE, we're getting very close to the time frame in history we were just referring to in Unit 4 with the Americas. The Inca were conquered in the 1530s, and the Aztec were conquered in 1519. So we're getting really close to the Age of Exploration. 
Now let's talk about the personalities or the key figures during the late Middle Ages. First, we have Joan of Arc. She was a very prolific warrior. Prolific meaning um, highly regarded or just she was very well respected in certain areas of the world. And she led a victory over the English at Orleans during the Hundred Years' War. The Hundred Years' War is one of the bloodiest wars in all of human history. It is a huge conflict that engaged almost all of Europe at the time. And we're going to go over it in more detail, but that was just a brief introduction to it. We have Christopher Columbus. We talked about Christopher Columbus earlier in the year. He explored and, cr and he's credited with opening the New World, or the Americas, to European colonization. And then Martin Luther. He led the Protestant Reformation from the Catholic Church. Martin Luther is the reason why the Catholic Church in Europe and today is the way it is. And he led a lot of great ideas during that time. Okay, pardon the interruption. I don't know if anyone noticed, but I just had to pause it. I just found a stink bug in my room. I had to get rid of it very quickly. So, we are back. We just went over Martin Luther and how he was changing the Catholic Church in the world. So now, let's focus on the major events we're going to be talking about during the late Middle Ages. I mentioned this earlier, the Hundred Years' War. It is a huge conflict that affects all of Europe. Almost everyone in Europe plays a part in this war at some point or another. Famine and overpopulation. Now, we went from the early Middle Ages, which was considered the Dark Ages, into the High Middle Ages, where there was prosperity and success. But not all good things can last forever. With more and more people comes the strain on the amount of resources you have. With more people, you have to feed more people. And if you're not growing enough crops then not everyone is going to be eating. If you look at this picture, you see almost all of the people are starving in this scenario. We have the Black Death, which is a huge plague, probably the biggest plague in the entire world, in human history, that has affected humans. We're going to be looking at this one a lot, especially considering the modern events that are happening in our lives today. I think this would be a great time to learn about the mistakes and the successes that people have made during this time. We're going to look at the fall of Constantinople, which is essentially the end of the Middle Ages, or medieval Europe. It is a huge turning point in world history. We're going to look at Columbus's voyages to the New World a little bit. This is a topic that you've definitely learned about before. It's been beaten to death many times. I do want to go over some specific things that can link back to when we talk about the Maya and the Aztec. We're going to talk about the Protestant Reformation. This is when religion, or the three main religions, that being Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, start to take a prominent figure, or they start to have a bigger role in world history. Alright, so if you go to the next slide, you're going to see that Charlemagne, an overview. We're going to stop there for today. We're going to be going over Charlemagne tomorrow. We're going to have the notes for that tomorrow. What I want you to do right now is make sure you have the entire notes page filled out. This is yours to keep. I am not making it so that you have to turn it in. 
I can see if you completed it or not. What I want you to do though is answer the question on Google Classroom. You're going to see it right in the stream. It's going to be a review question for today. So I'll see everyone tomorrow. Make sure you answer the question. If you want to make a comment on this post, tell me what you've been up to. You know I love to hear that. So hope everyone has a great day.